Ruth, and welcome back to the podcast, Ruth's Truths. I'm really, really excited for you to listen to this episode, but I have to remind you, everything that I'm saying in this episode is based on my experiences, my thoughts, or opinions, and at the center of all of that is just my truths. Whether or not you can agree or relate to it, I hope you simply just enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. Hey, it's Ruth, and welcome back to Ruth's Truths. I finally have an Instagram page, so if you want to follow me, my username is Ruth's Truths. I'll spell it out. It's just Ruth's and then Truths with two S's because somebody already took the first Ruth's Truths, which is kind of disappointing because it's like, what are you even doing with it for real? Anyways, this episode is one that I wanted to make for a long time because I have gone on a rant, a singular rant talking about my views on BLM and talking about the racism that happened last year in 2020, but I feel as though that only pertains to 2020. And I wanted to talk about specific things like casual racism and casual ideas that are not that great and to really just go in depth with them. So that is this episode. My little title is, you can still be racist if, because it's kind of a twist off that common phrase that I feel like if you live in America, you've definitely heard a few times. It's like, how can I be racist racist if 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 I have a black neighbor or I adopted a child or (laughs) my sibling is a person of color? I couldn't be, I love them. Like you can definitely have racist ideals if you have relation to certain POC or if you're a POC yourself. So that's what this episode is. Before we get serious, I just wanna get a little bit silly. Um, I used to do Roots recaps, which were kind of like recaps into my life and kind of just random things that I talked about. One of them being my engagement. The last episode I put out, I was not engaged. And in this episode I'm putting out, I am also not engaged. (laughs) So I just want to see how many episodes I can put out before I actually am engaged. It'll be like a little countdown to my engagement. If I put out 50 episodes and I'm still not engaged, and then on the 51st I am, wow. So how momentous, how momentous. Um, I know it's kind of weird to talk about being engaged as a 21-year-old child, (laughs) as a 21-year-old girl. I know that it's strange, I think, for a lot of people to look at young people wanting to get married at this age. But if you're somebody that looks down upon that, it's fine. That's just your truth and this is just mine. So I want to say, like, it's not a big deal for me to not be engaged right now, me only being a 21-year-old. But it's just something that I'm waiting for and something I'm very, very excited about. Let's properly get into the episode of You Can Still Be Racist if you have certain relations to POC or if you're a POC yourself. Okay, guys, let's get serious. We're going to get serious. I've been wanting to upload this one for a while. But I didn't really know how I was going to approach this because it's very hard to, you know, make a whole entire episode dedicated 
to like saying you can still be racist if you do this this and this or if you're this this and this person or if you believe in this this and this <laughs> because racism isn't really a topic that people are probably wanting to hear about because it's overwhelming having to deal with it especially if you're a poc you already probably have listened to so many things and dealt with so many things that you're just like i'm too overwhelmed to listen to another podcast about this or if you're somebody that just is uncomfortable about this i under i completely understand that but even though this isn't you know exactly fun to talk about like this isn't something you're gonna throw on i love having this podcast i love having the freedom to talk about whatever experiences i want to and i've been this has just been on my mind for the longest time so i finally have decided to make this one as you can tell by the title of the episode we're talking about the popular phrase of i'm not racist i have so-and-so family member who's a poc or i have so-and-so boyfriend or girlfriend who's black or i'm a poc so how could i be racist racism biases and prejudice are presented and present in many different ways and they come from all different types of people so i just want to talk about some of them all of these episodes that i put out about very deep topics only scratch the surface like every single one of my episodes the first episode i ever did on adoption scratched the surface but i just want to talk about some things that have stood out to me about what i've noticed when people say i'm not racist i have so-and-so family members but they're going to be about a bunch of different topics related to that phrase. Before we get into this, completely into this, because we're already in this, but before we get completely into this, <laughs> I want to say that all of this is coming from my perspective as a 21-year-old ethnically Ugandan black woman who spent the, my last few years living in America, but I was primarily born and raised in Africa, so all of my opinions and thoughts on racism or bias are based on my experiences and my thoughts and my observations i'm experiencing how people view race as a black immigrant not just you know an african-american born in america with a history of black descendants because that's not my that's not how i view it that's not my story to tell um i'm also adopted and my whole entire family minus two members my whole family like my extended family and my what they call it a core family <laughs> i don't know minus two members are caucasian so whenever i speak about certain ideas or concepts or whatever involving white people just know it's never out of disrespect even if it comes off that way although i really am gonna try my best to not be disrespectful i'm gonna say listen it's not my job to baby you also like hurt confused white people if you're like confused about simple concepts that i'm just speaking about have a conversation with me and be like listen what you said kind of rubbed me the wrong way we can talk about it for sure but it's just not my job <laughs> to tiptoe around certain things that are from my experience because they're just from my experience and i just want to speak about them openly because i feel like as a black person in america i'm constantly talking to people who are like constantly being like well i just don't like blm because this and this and this how do you feel about it and they're looking for me to affirm them 
I've had so many conversations within these past couple years of people being like, well, this is wrong, right, Ruth? Like I'm like that black friend that people go to <laughs> when they just need to be affirmed and need to be heard. I don't want to be that. I will be that. I will have a conversation, an open conversation, but I'm not supposed to be your only little resource. Like I'm just a person with experiences related to race, but I'm not the person that you should go to be like, my friend said this though. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that black friend, but I feel like oftentimes I am. I want to start off saying that you can still be racist no matter what relationships you have with certain POC or if you are a certain POC. I've only ever heard one person in my whole life say, how can I be racist if I'm black? Like they, this person had said something to me about a certain group of people having a certain trait. And I was like, mm, does that not sound like a little bit racist to you? And I was very reluctant to say it because like you don't really want to be throwing racism out casually, but it's kind of like, nah, that's kind of bogus. <laughs> and they were like, no, how in the world could I be prejudiced if I have black skin? I know what I think about that. I knew what I thought about that, but I never had to talk about it before. Um, it's possible for you to be racist, prejudiced, and biased if you're anyone, like if you're anybody. It's just, in my opinion, it's a lot harder as a person of color to harbor hate towards your own group or like other groups that may have gone through certain struggles that you have or have if you've been discriminated against or you've felt prejudice i just feel like how or why could you go through those things and then project that onto other people why wouldn't you just want to try to avoid that as a whole like if you come in contact with something like that wouldn't you just want to just never have to experience any of that again? That's just kind of how I view it. I also just want to note that there are a lot of self-hating people who grow up envir in environments like, I'll say, living in the suburbs of Illinois. I felt as though that there were a lot of POC who were just ashamed of their own ethnicity because they didn't fit in with the majority of white kids who, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, didn't have to really deal with having a complex ethnic identity and didn't really have to deal with their i don't know race being made fun of or like things that poc have to go through that white people typically just don't um i know that's like an overgeneralization but it's just something that i've just kind of taken note of and going to school hearing very casually racist things is something that you kind of just have to get used to when you go to a majority white school so then when you hear those things and consume those things sometimes you're the one to like take it out like i remember yuck this is so disgusting this brings me pain to bring up the story um i had gone to this little my one of my friends house houses and i was like the only black girl there and I remember seeing, feeling so uncomfortable and this girl was like introducing me to her friends and she was like, this is Ruth. And I was like, hi, I'm Ruth. I'm f only black. Oh, fuck. oh my God. I just said, I said her name, but I'm not going to say her name. I was like, hi, I'm Ruth. I'm her only black friend. <laughs> and I was not her only black friend. I only said that because I was feeling so uncomfortable and I really wanted to make light of the situation. <laughs> oh my God. Cringe. Yuck. That is 
yikes i feel so bad i feel like i want to like hit up this girl on instagram and be like hey i'm so hey, sorry I'm so about sorry that one day, one day like five years ago that i <laughs> made this joke at your house being about being your only black friend when i know i'm not but it just it was just a moment of uh, where i was like yikes i just kind of want to i want to project my insecurities onto other people <laughs> um but like or like constantly having to hear casually like racist things doesn't make you want to say it but kind of makes you want to make light of different things so then sometimes i feel like it carries on to other different groups of people who are like well if they said it i want to do it too that kind of just goes into like being told by like white people that you don't act a certain way that you should act like if you don't in my opinion people have told me like you don't act black or like you're an oreo which means that you're like you have black complexion but then um you act very white on the inside and for a while i thought it was fine i was like well they're, they're not they're racist. racist they're just observing things and telling me about it and i identify with it so what's the harm in that and i feel like there's a lot of harm in that just look at my self-esteem in like high school there's just harm in people saying like you don't act black or asian or hispanic whatever because the problem is that you're not your ethnic identity and people don't understand how much it like hurts to be to have a certain um what's the word for people to have expectations about you based off the group that you come from or the group that you look like and it's just kind of gross having that put on you as like a child or maybe as a grown-up it's like listen it took me years to understand that i'm not your very shallow idea of what black people are and it doesn't make me less black because of it i'm definitely i'm not african-american and i didn't grow up in an african-american household so there's no way for me to act like your idea of what african-americans i sound so disgusting when i say that i hate saying african-american i'm not your idea of what being black in america is like because i'm not majority of black americans but black people are so diverse so diverse black people are in maybe are they in every continent yikes it's sad that i have to think about that but i really do black people are all over the world some people are like you don't act black you're like i don't act like a black american but even then black americans are so diverse <laughs> what does that even mean anyways um i just find it silly for white people to say that because even though it's not blatantly racist it's kind of like people saying you don't act like a certain group of people that i'm used to seeing and interacting with so i'm just gonna assign this label to you because it makes me feel comfortable and it's how i choose to assign people's identities although i have a very very limited suburban view on what it means you're ignorant if you observe people if you observe people groups and assign all that you've observed and expect that from one individual it didn't really um it didn't hurt me when I heard it in high school as it was like being told to me. I like used to laugh it off and all that. But when I heard it from fellow black people, in my head, I was kind of like, well, I don't come from a black household and I'm not born in America, making me somebody who's not African-American. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feel, fulfill like your idea of what it is because I don't act like you and I'm not you and you telling me is fine because you're actually black so it doesn't it shouldn't hurt me that much 
which is false, you know? Of all the people who've tried to label me in a certain way based off how I act or how I speak, I'm gonna say that majority of negative casual experiences I've had are with other black people. And I think in the suburbs, it's very easy to make jokes and use your insecurities of being a minority and then projecting them onto other people just because that's a lot of what I've picked up on from a lot of other people. I mean, I said that one little thing about my experience, not saying I'm the blueprint, not saying that's like what it is because I've gone through it, but just noticing certain things. Like as an adoptee, I have far different experiences than other black people who were born and raised in, Af in American households, like black American households. And people picking on me for that, but not knowing that that's my background, it's not, it doesn't feel good. And it kind of feels a little bit racist because it's like, listen, we are a diverse group of people. Black people, <laughs> very diverse. So when other black people are like, nah, <laughs> this girl's different and I don't like it. It just, it just feels kind of disrespectful. And I felt a lot of disrespect from primarily a lot of black males who like to make jokes about certain dark-skinned females. I feel very disrespected as a dark-skinned female in general just by a lot of the jokes that don't really feel like jokes that I've heard a lot throughout high school. Colorism is alive and well, is primarily in the black community. And I will say it's, I feel as though I see a lot of more, a lot more people being open and honest about showing dark skins appreciation and like having Ma Megan the Stallion be one of our icons is great but I just felt a really undesired like having my own little complexion growing up and people just making so many like jokes and me just having to be like you're so funny and um just like having to get used to the casual like colorism and getting used to people say saying their preference like when i never asked honestly there's a lot of people who are very self-hating there's a lot of self-hating black men and women who have very colorist ideals about the way they want their life to look and it's not racist for you to say you have a preference i'm gonna say it's not racist most of the time for you to say you have a preference but it is racist to have a preference based on the ideals that pin stereotypes and overgeneralizations over of groups on individuals. Saying stuff like, I don't like dark-skinned females because they always have an attitude. And saying stuff like, I don't like girls who are gonna give me dark-skinned children with nappy hair. Like racism and texturism. It's just kind of gross because it's like, listen, an individual does not have to reflect the majority's representation of identity in order to be a part of that major majority. Not everyone believes that though. And that's one of the reasons why you can still be racist if you're a person of color. Me as an individual, I don't wanna be, I like always had to hear like, I don't like dark skin girls, dark skin girls are just too like, too much. They always expect too much, they always do too much. Just having to hear that and being like, you would never know if I had the chance to show you. Honestly though, I understand why people say that black women are angry because we hear a lot of irritating stuff all day. Casually just being disrespected would make anybody angry. And I don't like that label. 
and don't put it on me like if you have a preference on somebody and you're like yeah this is how i feel nope <laughs> no um the idea that people could get into relationships with people who are lighter skin than them simply because they want to have children that are light skin and like have loose hair texture just makes me yuck yuck just makes me sick um to have a relationship for aesthetics and to have a goal of creating your idea of beautiful children is just so disgusting i can't think of a single parent who loves their child just because of their beauty or just because of their physical appearance as their best traits and yet i can think of a lot of different instances and memories where i've heard people telling me that's what they want and like that's their preference and like celebrities and the youtube video and seeing youtube video clips of people fetishizing mixed children which they want from light-skinned women in order to get to that they'll talk down dark-skinned women but then there's also a flip side to that there's the trend of objectification and fetishization of any minority group which is just based and rooted in just really gross ideals and there's a lot that go goes into that and i'm just going to talk about that in another episode i'm actually uploading an episode called interracial relationships are not desirable because as somebody who's in an interracial relationship i so badly so badly <laughs> do not want to be that girl that people think that i wanted to date my boyfriend who happens to be white just because i wanted a white boyfriend because i can think of three females right now that intentionally date outside their race because they want a white boyfriend i do not want people to see me as one of them i didn't intend to search for chris because i liked the possibility of being in an interracial relationship and it's a lot harder to date outside of your race than i feel like people are willing to talk about openly and i feel like i could describe it i could go on and on in an episode about it i love my boyfriend for who he is and i love our relationship but i don't think the aesthetics of it should should just be desirable based off the shallow very insignificant parts of what we bring to it and yet it's what shapes a lot of people's preferences okay next i want to move on to the idea of you being exempt from being racist if you have people of color in your family or people of color who you've dated no i'm going to talk about the people of color who you've dated in the next episode look for the next episode it's interracial relationships are not desirable um in the adopted community especially i feel like i just hear a lot of white savory ideals or like ideas that just make me kind of uncomfortable um you're not exempt listen adoptees adoptee mothers and fathers i don't know why the heck i said mothers like as if mothers are the only ones you're not exempt from racism or criticism if you have adopted a little black child or if you have a sibling from another country i recently joined a few adoption groups ever since i started this podcast just because i kind of want to be in with the adoptee community and i don't feel like i had a lot of people around me that were adopted and wow some of you guys are weird like some of you guys are so weird in the type of children that you want um i'll never know what it's like filling out an uh, application for adopting adopt adoption 
um maybe i will in the future i don't know and i don't know what it's like to be a parent but it really weirds me out that people specifically seek out children from third world countries and then post about what they want their ethnicity to to be specifically and then they give details as to like why um like no disrespect to the people who do adopt because you know i'm adopted like i love my parents thank goodness i'm in this situation but um to say that you've adopted and to be praised for that and then to be like i don't know just there's just some conversations that i wish i could detail but i cannot for the sake of how long this episode is gonna go on some people just feel very fetishizy and weird to me in the adoptee community then when they say stuff like that and then their friends are like you're doing the lord's work <laughs> yuck please i don't know how to go into depth with this this is probably also going to be another episode called like you're not a savior if you adopt children from third world countries and I, that's just going to be it um you can also tolerate poc in your family and still be racist or have mildly racist ideals you can tolerate people and be racist towards them if you are close to them um i saw this post the other day it was like what's her name um simply nikki and her white husband and it was like somebody who took a screenshot of them and then had a little caption like repost to make a racist mad or like love has no color he could hate her <laughs> you guys don't even know she could hate him they could be calling each other slurs behind closed doors you don't even know because i know that's a common thing apparently children of mixed race families have heard their parents calling them calling each other slurs so when people are like love transcends does it like on the surface we can see that but does it really though i don't know some of y'all are just ridiculous and being like how could they be racist he has a black wife we don't know what goes on in that household so oh my god when people say something that i feel like is very suspicious or they say things that i'm like that sounds a little bit hateful and i call them out on it which has hasn't really been recently because i just don't have friends that do that um but when people have done it before and they pull out the the classic well, my parents never taught me to treat anyone different just because of their color of their skin. They always taught me <laughs> to judge them based off the content of their character or something like. My parents never raised me to see color. <laughs> um, first of all, your parents are not the blueprint. Your parents can probably count the amount of poc friends they have on their hands okay um <laughs> your parents don't have it all figured out like yikes um the fact that you would even have to like tell your child that and just not let their child go through life and just figure that out for themselves weird weird i'm not a parent though i don't feel like i can judge when i was 13 my parents told me something that completely just affected my life that i had to unlearn when i was 13 one of my parents told me that happiness was a choice like at 13 as a developing human with very different hormones coursing up and down my body going through major changes having horrible horrible days and large transitions i thought what they said was just i thought it was real and i thought that i was just choosing to be sad even though sometimes your body 
makes you sad um and let me just say this just to go off a little bit of a tangent um you don't choose to be happy i really don't believe that anymore i've had to unlearn that um but you can choose to be optimistic like when you're optimistic i feel that's a quote that i got from a little instagram girl her name is all things lily and she posts a lot of graphics that i probably will be posting on my instagram page which you can find at roots truce on instagram <laughs> r-u-t-h-s-t-r-u-t-h-s-s yeah she posted that and i'll say like i don't believe that you choose to be happy but i choose that when you focus on the good the good gets better that's the thing that she posted specifically she didn't choose she didn't say you can choose to be optimistic she said when you focus on the good the good gets better but anyways um yeah my parents told me you choose to be happy but i have had to learn like when you focus on the good the good gets better so when it comes to parents being like i'm gonna raise you not to see color it's like yikes ma'am you should raise your child to acknowledge color (laughs) how why is it bad to see that i'm a black female like what is that about it's bad to see the biases and the stereotypes and to take that for fact yeah but it's not bad to acknowledge me as a black female i could never treat anybody different because of their color i don't think you should treat somebody different because of their color but you shouldn't pin your interactions and observations with one individual of color um on a whole group or all can i say that reverse you can't pin your interactions and observations on a whole group based off your interaction with one individual it's saying the same thing basically you learn things that you probably will have to unlearn so when when people say like my parents taught me blah 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 your parents were probably wrong and they can count the amount of black friends they have on one hand so don't even this stuff is kind of hard to talk about because honestly i say i'm really open to conversations but sometimes as a black female especially as a black female who's gone through 2020 and just have having to take in everything related to everything um it's kind it gets really exhausting kind of having to tell people about how i feel or like having people check in on me and then having to explain certain things that they can't relate to i'm going to be very honest and say i really don't like when something happens like say let's say something with police brutality happens and uh, a black female or a black male has been shot by the police and the people hit me up um just like out of the kindness of their heart and they're like talk to me if you want to have a conversation and they're not black i don't really like having conversations with non-black people about black related issues um when they first happen i can after a while but it takes me a while to process and i really only like talking to black people specifically for the first couple of days just because it makes me feel more comfortable and i don't know how to make that sound nicer like you can definitely hit me up and let me know that you love me and all of that but um there are just some times where i just feel like i don't want to be the one to inform but then to also just freely talk about my experience with people who just do not get it and cannot empathize with me honestly one of my friends brought this up rachel wells i'm gonna say your name (laughs) 
Um, I know that she felt as though she didn't have a voice in certain black issues that she was talking about a couple of years ago. I don't know what this specifically was. And she felt very bad that people were telling her like that she didn't have an opinion related to BLM type matters um, or like black issues. And honestly, there are some issues that I feel as though I really don't feel like hearing from non-POC. There are just some times where it's like, just know like I value you and I value your input most of the time, but there's just sometimes where it's like too exhausting to hear from other people who don't experience things that you have to deal with and have to talk about. Cause you could just not acknowledge them and like the conversation will still have to go on. It's like me, <laughs> I don't know if I can even bring this up. I feel like I'm being, I feel like this is unnecessary, but it's like me talking about um, discrimination against LGBTQIA. I'm not a part of LGBTQIA in at all. It's like, let's say one of my friends is talking about discrimination and how they got discriminated because somebody refused to make cake for them. Um, and then I go, I hop into the conversation. I'm like, I think it's okay if you're discriminated against. I would never, I would never. But if somebody was like, listen, don't even play that. You're not even a part of LGBTQIA. And then me being like, I'm hurt. <laughs> you you don't need to be a part of that conversation. That conversation is not for you. So I feel like a lot of people just need to recognize some conversations are hard to have and sometimes you don't need to put your input into it if you're not somebody who can empathize with the problem. So sometimes it's hard for me to want to talk about certain issues because it's just exhausting constantly having to see certain things related to issues involving race. And it took me a while to do the BLM rant because I was just like, yikes, this is so draining. I really, I feel like I should because I feel like it's what I have to do as a POC. Um, but then I kind of had to get to the point where it's like, no, but I want to speak on this. You don't always have to speak on certain things. You don't have to be representative of whatever group you're a part of. But sometimes you just feel that pressure because it's like, no, if I'm not going to speak about it. If I'm not gonna stand up for it, then how can I expect like anybody to want to either? Or how can I expect any change to happen at all? The takeaway that I want anybody to take this, to take away from this is just, just remember that an individual does not have to reflect a majority's rep representation of identity in order to be a part of that majority. Not everyone believes that. And that's one of the reasons why you can still be racist as a person of color, or if you have certain relationships and friendships with people of color, 